Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Globe. Hello, welcome back to Ausbiz Live from our Brand Guru Studios on this Monday morning. You've tuned in for the call 10 stocks uh, suggested by you. And on your behalf, I put them to our expert panel. We do it all in one hour. Uh, joining us today, Francesco Destratus from Odd Minute. Francesco, good to see you. Good morning, weekend. David. Yes, every weekend's a good weekend. Yes, you can smell <laughs> Christmas in the air. Christmas is in the summer. air. summer. It's great. Mark Garner from Macro, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Good. Well, with your tribe of kids. Yeah, uh, no. They must be getting set for Christmas and going berserk at Absolutely. The yeah, there's plenty of... Plenty of lists. Plenty of lists. Kmart will get hit pretty hard <laughs> pretty soon. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, after the retail sales figures for October, they're hoping you will hit them as well and uh, get those retail sales going up again. Um, if you haven't caught up, surprised on the downside October retail sales, down 0.3%, expectation was up sort of between 0.2 and 0.5%. So uh, uh, basically across the board, but of course, uh, that's what the Reserve Bankers wanted. That's why we're putting up interest rates. So a few people are going, oh no, retail sales down. Well, you know, the think, other yeah. side of it could be Reserve Bank will slow the rate rises. It's, it's starting to have an impact, yeah. Francesco. I think, I think you'll find the consumers probably tightened up a little bit just before Christmas because they've they've been locked down for a lot of you know, yep. the past few Christmases, so they want to enjoy themselves this Christmas. So they'll probably tighten their belt leading into it. We'll probably see a bit of spending. People I speak to in hospitality and that, they're expecting a pretty good Christmas. Yep. Um, but then to die off in yeah. January, February, pretty much. Unless they were... Holding off in October, waiting for the Black Friday sales, which everyone seems to have got oh, into. True. <laughs> yeah, I've been bombarded with. Uh, so you you realise how uh, loose you are with your personal information on Black Friday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's about about a hundred emails and texts and push notifications or whatever. But um, those, but those retail sales have been holding up pretty well. So I think yeah. it's not. It's probably just a bit of a readjustment overall. I agree with what Francesco said. You know, coming into Christmas, people. You know, different. Uh, Different uh, priorities this year. Yeah, everyone wants a good time and celebrate it. Hey, uh, let's take a look at the first five stocks we're going to cover in the first half hour of the show. Uh, TPG Telecom, Dickadata, Endeavour Group, Lynch Group and Big Cheese. So a good cross-section there. Um, Stock of the day, um, one that came up all the time during the pandemic. Uh, Marley Spoon um, completes the uh, announced that it's completed the institutional component of its entitlement offer. The meal kit provider raised $16.3 million, says the funds will be used to provide the business additional working capital to pay costs and repay debt. Let's see how the stock's performing. It's down sort of a bit more than, I was going to say in line with the market, but a bit more than the market. What about share price? 16 cents. 
Uh, we'll check out on the chart what was happening during the pandemic. But Mark Gardner, this is a, uh, uh, a pandemic darling. Look at that, just in December, 98 cents down to 16, an ugly looking chart. Uh, what do you think of the raise of Marley Swain? Um, I look back on uh, the call, and it was about February the last time we did 355, it. 3.55. Yeah, and wow. I'd, uh, it was so long ago, and this year's been so busy, I forgot that it was actually, I was part of the panel. Um, <laughs> but uh, at the time, I said it was an avoid, um, just on the basis of coming into this year, inflation was obviously on the radar at that stage. Um, it's a very, very much a growth business. Um, and just obviously reopening, uh, we were still in the process of reopening at that stage yep. as well. And restaurants and even supermarkets reopening, you know, if, I think they had the double whammy there where restaurants were closed, obviously, uh, which they compete with. But also the supermarkets had you know, shortages of, um, of mm. certain items and things. So it was a really convenient way just to get your meal, your meal packets yep. delivered over, over. And um, they were just really right place, right time. Um, Looking at it at 16 cents, though, uh, you know, it... Are we still in it? No, they, 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 got, got they out, bailed they, as well. They bailed at the, at the right time. So yeah. um, I think it was about 71 cents when we sort of covered it last. And, yeah. and, and it had already been dropped quite a long way at that stage. But, yeah. yeah, it takes roughly about 48 months for them to get three times back what they've invested in acquiring mm. a customer. So that's a long time, four years yep. really yep. to, um, you know, to be getting back three times your money. Um, all of it, looking at the recent update leading into this cap raise, they were, you know, everything is still, uh, the presentation is still all about revenue. And mm. realistically, they're, they're, the, they're the AGM presentations or the, the trading update presentations that I've tended to. If I, if I see revenue more than, you know, more than 20 times in the first three or four pages, it's, and they're, they're not talking about profits. Well, it, it tends yeah. to be an almost immediate so you know, it's red a, flag. It's sort of last year's presentation, isn't it? The, yeah. This year, 12 months on, and they're, it's and they're, about Their customer acquisition um, was, you know, they were gaining 18% growth in customer acquisition, but it's, back, it's pulled back to five now. Mm. Um, and it costs, like, they, they lose acquiring customers. It really is only 12, like 12 months before they even start to make a small profit. So right. it, um, but look at these prices, if they manage to pull this off, I don't think it's, I don't think you need to rush out to buy this thing. Um, I think you've got plenty of time. If they manage to execute yeah. the business plan, um, because they've, they've gone to the US okay. and things as well, and they've made some acquisitions, it's, you know, it's one to keep on the watch list, but um, particularly down around these prices, um, I would, Obviously not, you know, I've said this a number of times, I would avoid looking at where it was in pandemic highs yeah. and making a decision based on that. Uh, I don't think you're going to get back to the sweet spot or the Goldilocks situation for this company where, but, you know, it may it may get back to 80 cents or a dollar sort of thing, which... Um, no, that'd be right. It, that'd, that'd be four, that'd be, four, that'd four be, times your money. That'd be fantastic. So, but, you know, it could also, you know, go, go broke. But you would have thought their, uh, you would have thought their customer database is worth you know a fair bit in their marketing etc so there'd be value there somewhere it's just a, it's hmm. i think with this cap raise i think the next update's probably fairly key for for these so if what's, what, if, what if you've ridden it down i think you've just got to hold, hold it, it unfortunately right. um i don't th i mean if you've if you bought it at a dollar and it's at 16 cents i mean what's what's the yeah. next 16 cents realistically um you may but you know next update if they 
they've done good things with that with that uh, money and then haven't just wasted it well okay um you know maybe you might look to right. to top up to to average and at least you, you're a little bit closer to break even mm. again francesco yeah not top of stock i'll be going anywhere near it at the moment or in the, in the past i mean even from a trading point of view at 16 cents i looked at the volume this morning doesn't look like there's a great deal of volume in there even for right. a trader um so you know there could be some volatility for traders but you've got to look at the volumes that come through look i i think this is more of a, a um this type of retailer is more of a fad driven thing so um you know it's become popular and it's a bit like your old gym memberships and your subscriptions to to various um, services that you use it for a while and it's good then you have your core users which probably stay there then you have people dropping off um, mm. so I think we're at the stage where we're, we're sort of at the early adopter stage for a consumer um, so there might be some upside in, 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 in numbers but you know longer term I don't see a great deal of growth there um, I think they're a long way from profit I mean bit, oh, I think it's a bit optimistic saying they're going to be profitable next year um, you know okay. cash flows are negative um, They've been hit by a double whammy, haven't they? Coming out of the pandemic, so they're a pandemic darling and seen as a tech stock. Yeah. We come out of the pandemic yeah. and everyone's down on tech stock. Yeah, so well, this has been what? I out. mean, that, that, that's the unfortunate thing for a business like this. So get, they get caught up being a tech stock. I mean, the old afterpay they said was a tech stock, but right. to me, it's a financial. This right. is a retailer. It's not a. Te- yeah. They just use technology to deliver their 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 product or service. So I, I wouldn't. But necessarily, that, they use technology, but sure. I wouldn't say it's a technology stock. But investors would say to a stock like this, it's all about growth in revenue. It's all, all about, about growth, growth in revenue. revenue, yeah. And all of a sudden, interest rates yeah. go up. It's a bit like the uh, all tech, about make your profit. A yeah. bit, bit like the tech boom when it was all about clicks on yeah, the internet, yeah. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's right, um, the dot com boom. And when it comes back down to it, it all comes down to costs and revenues. And if your revenues uh, are greater than your costs on a consistent basis, you consistently make profits. I struggle yeah. to see that with this sort of okay. business. Um, so I, I wouldn't be buying it. I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't even buy it for a trade because the liquidity is not there. Okay. All right. Uh, Jeremy wants to view Francesco on TPG Telecom, Australia's third largest telecom provider behind uh, Optus and Telstra. Uh, merged with Vodafone a couple of years ago. Uh, what do you think of TPG? Yeah, look, I, I like TPG. Um, we've got a buy recommendation on the stock. Um, you know, it saw a big sell-off back in August and September. Um, and, and, and it wasn't that the result was bad. I think it just didn't meet market expectations. And we're seeing a fair bit of that across across the market at, uh, at the moment. Um, we saw Aristocrat get sold off a bit the other day and, and not because of any other reason. The result was great. Um, but they didn't give any specific guidance on their stock rather than a bit of a general guidance. So so the, the market can be cruel sometimes, and I think this this is probably in that category when they had their results out back in August, September. Look, it's, it's trading See, that a bit. A, that was a big reaction, yeah, wasn't it? and look, you know, I think that's good buying, for particularly for a long-term investor. Uh, you know, it's 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 on 14 times earnings for, 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 next, for next year. Um, so there's a little bit of growth there. I, I, I think the opportunity with TPG, though, is is market share growth. You know, everyone's sort of you know exposed to technology. I don't think the market's going to grow a huge amount here in Australia, um, but I think the opportunity is to, to grab market share for them. Um, and look, you know, because they are the third uh, number three player, obviously um, Telstra and Optus are the, the, the big behemoths, um, they get a bit of market share. Mm. Um, it, it actually is relatively a large bit of growth for them. So, so yeah, we like the stock and we've got to okay. buy on it. Mark? Yeah, more of a hold for me. Um, they're, they're obviously, the Vodafone uh, TPG um, 
merger was was essentially you know TBG people had uh, great execution in customer acquisition Vodafone didn't do that so well um, but had network uh, and look most of the TBG people have now left yeah. so whether they can you know whether that customer acquisition including sort of, the dynamic yeah managing director who did the merger and they went see you later yeah exactly so start um, a Singapore company I mean I don't dislike it but it's, it, we're getting back to the point now where you know, back we can get cash management trusts yielding over three percent. You know, this is we, whether they're worth the risk with, when something's only yielding around about the three yeah. percent mark, and you know whether you necessarily need to be there. I think something like Aussie Broadband probably represents a little bit better value in the in the space. Um, so that'd be my favourite. But it's had a really rough run as well. It was another case of it, it sort of delivered roughly on expectation um, results and got absolutely pummeled. Um, so, but yeah, it's not, um, I think the TBG's probably, uh, the sum of all parts are probably more mm. wor- worth more than the actual company itself. They've, their fibre network's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. And obviously that, you know, that mobile phone network's really is amazing, but whether they, uh, I think management's really got to, really got to prove themselves and, and leverage off that because, this could go really well if they do, you know, if they make all the right moves. Because mm. they're, as, as Francesco said, there's there's market share that we had, and um, and they need to stop, uh, you know, the fourth and fifth nipping at their heels yep. and catch up to, uh, you know, they they used to be talked about, you know, almost in the same vein as the top two, and now they're kind of more mm. being talked about in the, you know, with the with the people coming up. So I'd I'd like to see them to sort of turn that image right. around a little the, bit. The other thing I'd add to that about market share gains is that, you know, one of the bigger players, Optus, you know, they've had that issue with the, the, yeah. the client the customer um, data. Yeah. Um, so there's opportunity there for, for you know, the likes of Aussie Broadband, which I would prefer too, but mm. um, I like T B G, um, to, to take up a bit of market share mm. from the others. Okay. And it's gonna be fairly volatile you know, for the next sort of six to twelve months. So you know, communications is not a bad sector to be in generally, as far as because everyone's going to need their their phone and internet. So, you know, if they can execute, then then yeah. Okay. So you're you're. I'm a hold and wait and see right. at the moment. Yeah. And yeah, you're in the camp of next year could see a big pullback in the market. I I don't think we'll break this year's range. Uh, I think we'll we'll have a lot of readjustment while um, businesses get used to higher interest rates for the first time in near a decade. Right. So okay. it'll, it'll be it'll be spotty at best. Okay. Well, Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets, uh, he says uh, if the, when the ASX 200 gets to 7,600, he is selling every stock. Because he reckons yeah, that will be... We've trimmed 30% of portfolios in the last week up here. Oh, have you? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's not worth the risk. We're 4% from... 4.5% uh, from record highs. I know. In a year that we've had, and on I the think acu- it's just time to take stock. On the accumulation index, it's we're, two, we're 2%. there. 2%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Basically at a record high. Who would have thought that? No, absolutely. And if and I keep saying to clients, if would you have taken 7,000 in June? And they said, absolutely. Well, you know, it's at 72.50. Right. And we've got dividends. Why? Let's... let's. So you've trimmed a third. Yeah. But, um, any 20% to a third, depending on, you know, some people have sticky holdings, so... Okay. All right. Uh, Charlotte wants a view, uh, Mark, on Dicker Data. This has always been an enigma to me, this company. Um, it's in the distribution of computer hardware, software-related products, all different range of, of brands across Australia and New Zealand. Um, founder-led, 
but sort of just regularly performs, does that? What are those? Yeah, like? and I think that's the founder really lens well. fairly fairly key, and they do a lot of things as well. Yeah. So there's a I, I kept there was a pros and cons sort of list I did for this one when I was sort of researching researching the stock and. And it was relatively equal, but if they obviously if they execute the pros and avoid the cons, I mean it go it continues yeah. to go well, which I think that's very typical of a founder led business is yeah. that they tend to have you know a feeling for where things aren't working. Um, and look, they've had some acquisitions which which should be pretty good. Um, they do hold inventories, which is not great in a in a higher interest rate environment. So that was yeah. in the con side. Um, the, the cap raise for the warehousing it seems like a pretty good idea uh, yeah. overall. It'll be, there should be some cost savings there. Um, and they're going into cybersecurity, which obviously, as we just mentioned, Optus and, and Medibank and things like that, it, you know, if they can execute that, it's only a very small part of the business at the moment, but if they make that part of their package, oh. you know, it's... And don't you reckon everybody... I know my business. Mm. I'm sitting there thinking, I could do something about this, but how do you do it? Well, you know, that's right. Get and, involved, and, and if they can do it, and these guys have got a massive market. These guys have already got contact with an existing yeah, really large base of customers. Yeah. I mean, if they if they have a bolt on, I think it'd be a service that um, you know yeah. quite a few businesses would take Absolutely. up. So, um, they, look, they talked a lot about revenue in the um, in the uh, last report, which again, I don't, I'm not liking that at the moment necessarily. But I this sort of definitely sort of piqued my interest. I'd. I'd either be, I'm definitely holding it. Um, mm. I'd maybe have a nibble at it, uh, but I, I think at the moment it's probably not going to report earnings now until you know, early next year. I don't necessarily know whether you need to take the risk. Mm. Um, you, you've got four, you know, three and a half months before you're going to get any certainty. And as we've seen, we've had a, you know, four 75 basis point rate hikes in four months. So four months is a long time in a yeah. market current in the current market conditions so maybe just just put it on your put it on your list to when we come around to sort of february march and uh if the broader macro hasn't changed i think it's probably one to one okay. to probably buy francesca yeah the same um we're going to hold on it um a couple of things working against us obviously the supply chain issues that we've seen with COVID, and oh, yeah. they're starting to free up a bit slowly but it'll get there um, the the inventories are a bit of a concern for me as well, um, and then you look forward to sales, and you know potentially we're looking at you know a slowdown in IT spend uh, at the corporate level and personal level because um, you got to remember during COVID there was a lot of IT spend at the personal level, so people could do their work from home. Mm. So so I think there's probably a bit of demand that's been brought forward that that might sort of not lag for them. And you know they're trading on, yeah, you know, which is not expensive for this type of stock. They're trading 23, 20 times for next year, which you know sees a little bit of growth. So I, I, our guys got a hold on it. It's probably fair value. I'm probably a little bit more negative than that. I, you know, I'd probably like to see it down below nine dollars, and right. then you'd start saying, well, this is a good business. Um, mm. And and look, you know, the share price decline has been mm. similar to the tech sector, not as accentuated because it's a, more of a distributor rather than a mm. IT stock, as I mentioned earlier. So um, look, I, I like the business, um, but I think there's probably uh, a bit more tougher time for it over the next 12 months and, okay. and maybe start looking at them, as Mark said. It's, so it's a hold good, for you. Yeah, a hold okay. for us, but probably more negative. All right, uh, Francesco, Frank wants a view on Endeavour Group, the uh, hotels, gaming or poker machine and um, liquor business of Woolworths that was spun out a little while ago, includes uh, 
Dan Murphy, BWS, a whole string of hotels. Um, yeah. Spun out really successfully, settled back a bit. Yeah, settled back a bit. And look, I think, um, yeah, if we look at this type of business, it's probably one of those, you know, want to call recession-proof type industries where, mm. you know, people still like a drink when they're, you know, when things are tough and they still like a punt. Um, so, um, I, I look, I, I like, you know, it's difficult because obviously there's some investors that, that probably steer clear of this type of thing. But yeah. from my point of view, Depends I, I on remove your that. ESG filter. And, that's right. And everyone's ESG filter is different. So yes. our view here on the call is, hey, we look at the investment worth, then you, you layer your own values over the top of 100%. it. hundred percent. So, yeah. so in, that, in that light, I, I would look at this and say that it's a buy. Um, more for the long term. I mean, if you're a short-term mm-hmm. trader, you know, it, it, it potentially could fall sort of, you know, slightly below $6 and, and then I'd be buying for the short term as well. Um, but look, I like that, you know, coming out of Woolworths, um, it's not in that big bureaucracy, so where you know new developments and things like that can progress fairly quickly as well. So they're more reactive nowadays. So um, yeah, like the business, we've got to buy on it, um, and and I, I would support that. Hmm. Mark, yeah, for some reason my clients as a group are pretty. I think they'd be more inclined to buy a coal stock than a than an aristocrat oh. or uh, or endeavour sort of thing, which I, I, I find surprising. It's there. Um, it's based on their own personal experiences, etc. But but see, uh, that, that's a classic example, isn't it? That, that mm. everyone's different, uh, and you can't impose your own filters on someone else. No, absolutely. And and so there's just been, and mine's you know, it's not a massive sample size. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a collective of the yeah. of the entire market. Um, but yeah, this this is a it's obviously a yeah very solid business overall. Uh, you know, booze and and uh, pubs and and obviously, and poker machines and, and gambling actually tends to increase, which I found surprising in during recession times as well. Uh, so, and I, I dare say they're going to have a very good Christmas uh, with people you know, getting more so getting together and you know, I guess buying gifts when they go to other people's houses and things like that. So, uh, yeah, poker regulation, you know, of uh, max spend in a few states coming through, which may affect. Uh, we don't know how much that will necessarily affect them overall uh, but because people tend to you know they do tend to find a, a way around these sorts of mm. regulations so uh, but yeah 24 times earnings I probably like it a little bit cheaper uh, and but you know it's yeah it's it's sort of it, it is going to be fairly stable if that's what but to be honest with you it's not necessarily a um, it's not one that I'm, I'm regularly having too much of a look at, just right. just because of my, my client's preferences more than anything else. So what would put you down for? Oh, uh, uh, just a, a hold, hold, but I'd be def- I'd probably buy lower. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, Roger wants a view on Lynch Group. Now I don't think this has ever come up on the call before. So thanks, Roger. So uh, basically, a flower grower and wholesaler um, uh, for florist shops. Uh, Mark, what do you think of Lynch? It's, yeah, it's very difficult to get in and out of. The volumes are extraordinarily thin. Uh, they've gone into China, so there's sort of two fairly split businesses, but a lot of flower growing in Victoria, which I can't imagine um, is going too well with the recent, with the recent weather as well. Um, I think about quite a lot of it's in greenhouses anyway, mm. which brings me to my next point, you know, high energy costs for you know, maintaining those, um, you know, the temperatures. So uh, we're gonna have high energy costs you know, but likely for at least the next 12 months. Yeah. It's a perishable good. Uh, they've got an expansion plan into China, which 
it just doesn't seem to statistically go well for anyone except a minor. Yeah. Uh, so I look it, and it's just broken through fifty. Well, probably you know two year lows as well. So I, it's not the sort of stock with the volume. No. It's not the sort of stock I'd go anywhere no. near at the moment. Uh, yeah. It's and look it 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 looks fairly cheap, but it. I think it might get cheaper just because it's, uh, because okay. of that thin volume. A liquid, yep. Francesca? Yeah, it's, an, in, it's one of those businesses that you generally don't think to be a, a listed List on the exchange. No, exactly. so, so you don't really look, look at them and don't think about them. I mean, if I look at the local part of the business, um, which is pretty much where you're at because I think they've floated this thing to raise money to, to, to expand into China. So you're betting on that, really, yeah. what, their, what their success the, is in China. And then China. the trade war came. <laughs> and then the trade war came. <laughs> um, so, so if you look at what the business does now, uh, it's probably trading on a fair value, but you know, because there's not a lot of interest in it and not a lot mm. of followers, it, you know, it's, it's, I see more weakness in the share price. Um, but on a valuation ground, our guys are saying it's a buy, but personally I'd say uh, you know, if you don't need to be there, don't be there. Right. Um, and you're backing, you're backing a China growth story. Um, and if, if you think that's going to happen, sure, have a go. But um, if you don't think that's going to happen, I think there's a lot of hurdles for this sort of business uh, in China. Um, but locally, you know, they're distributing through the Coles and Woolies, so, and yeah. they're getting a bit of market share from florists and things like that. So there's probably a bit of um, some good business there, but um, yeah, on the on the growth, yeah. not for you, not for okay. me. Okay, all right. Um, something uh, a bit bigger and a bit more mainstream. Jimmy wants a view, Francesco, on Bega Cheese, the uh, the big dairy process food manufacturer. Of course, uh, it owns uh, Bigger Cheese and also owns Vegemite here in Australia as well. Um, what do you reckon of Bigger? Um, look, I, I like the business, but at these prices, no. I, I'd be taking off the top and selling a bit. Uh, we've got a light recommendation on it. I mean, if you look at things that are coming up against them, you know, um, there's there's a lot of cost pressure on, on the, the milk prices at the farm gate. Um, so, um, you know, I think they're circa 30% ahead of, um, from what our analysts are saying, of previous corresponding periods. So if that's the case, then, you know, there's a lot of cost pressures there. I mean, obviously, they can pass some of this on because of the level of inflation. Uh, but, you know, most of the distribution is going through the likes of Coles and Woolies. And that's a hard, that's mm. a hard call to, you know, push some, cost rise, uh, some, some price rises through those, those retailers. So, um, yeah, look, at the, and the thing's trading on. What's that? 20, 27 times for next year. To me, that's expensive. And a five-year um, low. Too, yeah, uh, and, and probably could see a bit more lower. You know, so mm. um, I think it's going to go through a bit of a tough period. So um, at these prices, I'd be, I'd be. So just a stroke. So Sorry. what does Lighten mean? Basically, sell the whole lot. Yeah, or? well, it depends on the investor too. You know, if you've got a really large parcel or something, sometimes you, you know, if you're happy to hold that parcel you might lighten it off a bit um right. yeah so so lighten means sell some of it but right. you know if you've got a small parcel there sell it and get on yeah move on to something else there's always something better out there yep. mm. yeah 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 this would be sort of classic example of uh something i would have probably lightened in the last couple of weeks uh look it's got an okay dividend yield but that forward pe is is elevated as francesco said and look and it is but it is a good business so don't just because it's a good business, don't it doesn't mean you have to pay too high a price for it either. So they've got some really good premium brands in there. Dairy farmers have obviously got the bigger cheese. I think they own Vegemite and things yeah. like that. So 
They've got some really stable brands there. I think they're going into infant formula uh, as well at some stage, which I would imagine, I'm, I mean, I'm more surprised that they hadn't done that mm. you know, prior uh, to, to try and sort of compete and, and get some extra margin because obviously, as we know, milk's the thing that the supermarkets discount the most heavily. Yep. And, uh, and there's, a, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of um, abandoned dairy farms up, up in the north coast of New South Wales uh, when I made journey back to my parents' farm. So we're farm, dairy farmers, it's a very hard job yep. and they just get, the next generation doesn't want to do it so they you know they sort of give up really so i they i think they bought a peanut a peanut butter brand and things yes, as well did. so look there's some good things in the pipeline i just don't think you need to pay three dollars fifty for it at yeah. the moment I, I think you'd just be if you're just patient and see how they execute on this and, uh, and if they can get they need to get into some more high margin businesses um overall because you know i absolutely echo francesco's comment before if your main customer is woolies and coles yeah. You, it's extraordinarily hard to to negotiate, you know, decent sized yeah. margins because they yeah, just yeah. come in and do it themselves. So and and also when Woolies and Coles put a cap on any price rises and things like that, as mm. they've been doing with inflation, it's suppliers like this that they're going. Well, we're not going to pay any more money, and we've yeah. got to make a bigger margin. So what are we going to do? Well, they, I think it'd be, you know, the smart acquisition would be something like Norco that's yeah. you know, in that nor- northern New South Wales, sort of southern Queensland area where they need to they need to be bigger to yep. be able to have a bit more negotiating power because I yep. think that what the supermarkets have done is divided, the, the farmers have been uh, divided, they stand divided, divided they fall. So, right. it, okay. uh, yeah. All right. Let's uh, recap the, uh, the final five stocks or the first five stocks. Uh, Marley's been a no from Francesco, uh, hold and watch from uh, Mark Gardner. Uh, TPG, a buy from Francesco and Ords, uh, a hold from Mark, both of them in this space. If it was a toss up between TPG and Aussie Broadband, they'd go Aussie Broadband. Uh, Dickadata, a hold from both. Uh, Endeavour, a buy from Ords, a hold from, uh, from Mark. Lynch Group, a no from both. Uh, Bega, light and take some profits if you're in it. And, and uh, uh, small stock, just get out um, from Francesco and the same with Mark. Um, here at The Call, we've been dragging our own high conviction fantasy fund as picked by the Investment Committee. Um, you can see the latest committee meeting on the platform osbiz.com at the moment at the November meeting. Uh, they removed Incitec Pivot. They added Seven Group. Uh, they trimmed the weighting on mineral resources and added that to uh, JB Hi-Fi and Wes Farmers. And since the 1st of March, the uh, fund up about 8.5%. Uh, keep your requests coming in for the call, though, because that's the first filter that gets to the investment committee. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, this half hour, we're going to finish up with the Reject Shop, Corporate Travel, Webjet, Batcorp, and Event Hospitality. 
uh, Francesco, Rob wants a view on uh, Reject Shop, the uh, the retailer. Um, basically, cut price retailer, is Cut price anything. Yeah, variety Goods. store and <laughs> stuff like that, which you would think, sort of your natural thinking. Yeah. Of, Oh, going into an economic recession, maybe. Yeah, going into tough retailers times. Retailers like this could uh, Yeah. All right. But, but that's, I mean, I, I, this is a classic case of good business, but at this price, it's right. expensive. Right. You know, it, it's currently trading on about 36 times. Yes, there's some growth, uh, the analyst sees, but, you know. 36 times for a retailer? Yeah. Jeez, yeah. that's a lot. It is it? a lot. Um, but, but you've got to remember, there's a lot of consistent sales through this. So, you know, some investors see it as... as um, a bit of certainty within their yep. investment, but yep. you know the growth, bring, growth into next year. Our analyst has it at twenty eight and a half um, times, so we've got a hold on it. Um, I don't see any reason um, for sales to jump significantly enough to bring that PE down for me. Right. Despite what you say about sort of you know going into tough times, people will tend to yep. um, scale down. I think the term is on their on their shopping. So instead of buying at, you know, Cartier or wherever, mm. they bring it back down a cog. So instead of shopping at maybe David Jones, you bring it down a cog to maybe Myers or Kmart and Target, yeah. and then you bring it down to Reject Shop. So that will happen, but but I don't think it's enough to to um, put this into a buy category. Um, we've got a hold on it. I probably agree with that. Maybe even lighten a bit. Wow. Um. Mark, 30 times for retailer. Uh, we had last week uh, Premier Investments, uh, Dusk and Adore all in um, one session of the call. Mm. And I think they were just barely double digit. Uh, they yeah. were near 30 times earnings. I went through the balance sheet and the presentation and things like that. There's a buyback going on. They've got 77 million in cash. And right. um, yeah. there's a new strategy and, you know, potentially, right. you know, low... But the bottom line is their net margin is around the 1% mark, so there's not a lot of room for any sort of error whatsoever. And uh, Adair's, Baby Bunting, Universal Store, Breville, LaVisa all have better PEs and much better return on equity, um, like by, pl by plenty actually. So it really, there's- Why is it that high? I, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's the high it, cash balance. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Is I, it Francesco I, yeah. with that, that certainty and a good balance sheet? Well, it's um, market yeah. cap's 176 and it's got 77 million in cash. So I guess yeah. there's, you're paying for a bit of a, there's a risk premium there. Um, but look, if you, if you want to return, um, and like the margins with inflation going up at, or net margins at one, around 1%, I mean, it just takes one or two mistakes realistically in your business in your business model for that to go and you know for that to go horribly wrong so yeah there's like i said there's five names straight away came up because we have really good some we have, really good retailers yeah. in this country so if you're looking for well, JB, i mean i'm not buy, even including jb hi-fi i mean best best retailer per square meter in the world yeah. like I don't know. I just don't see why you need to be here, particularly yeah. at a thirty odd PE. To be to be honest, so yeah, it's a it's a it'd be a sell and switch to something else right. for me. And, and, and you've got plenty of options in the space at the moment. And again, it's it's not that it's a bad business. No, it's a good business. No. Yeah. Just at this price, you just can't justify yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not not yeah. where Mark rattled off peers of those other great retailers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That it's are much more attractive. It's just better options. It's nothing. It's not not a not a blight yeah. on uh, on the um, shop. Is retail 
in your model portfolios for clients? Uh, yeah, but we've got, I've got a little bit of Nick Scarly, uh, JB Hi-Fi, and we've worn quite a little bit, you know, quite a bit of pain on on those. Right. Uh, I probably got in just a touch too early and didn't realise, you know, particularly Nick Scarly's, you know, fairly tightly held. So yeah. when it, when it moves, it really moves. But yeah. uh, and but they're quality businesses that we can we're, we're really confident will will just you know will will survive well and come out of it you know come out of any any sort of recession they're likely right. to be the ones that survive the best and it probably knocks out a few of their competition yep. in the meantime so it's uh yeah it's they're the sort of things that we're, we're pretty happy we're not massive we don't have a huge allocation in it at the moment i've got right. to say uh but what we do have you know you support for options we, we do tend to um because they were hammered pretty hard middle of this year, we, we bought a few into uh, earnings right. season, right. thinking the analysts got it a little bit wrong, which we which we quickly flipped. Um, but we've just sort of settled with a couple of those at the moment. Mm. Francesco, is that a JB preferred Hi- JB Hi-Fi has been a sort of retail stock um, in income portfolio um, and in our growth portfolio as well. So, um, and we've had it in there for a number of years and haven't right. had to do anything except trim occasionally. Yeah. Um, probably or, or probably or because or it was becoming too big of a portion. Well, of the there was a period there, particularly during COVID, where everyone was very surprised at retail numbers and how well they were doing. But then when you sort of in, in hindsight look back and go, well, yeah, a lot of people bring forward their electronic spending. They want a game console. They want a new computer because they're working from home. So all that brought forward demand. Uh, and now we're sort of questioning whether that is going to impact upon them going forward, but they seem to be just so resilient mm. going yeah. forward. So, um, yeah, we've done extremely well out of having having JB Hi-Fi in our portfolio. It's expensive going back to school these days. Every kid needs a laptop, oh, so, yeah, you know, and, they, and right. they're not exactly uh, gentle with their equipment. So, no. <laughs> That's a point. All right, let's uh, move on now. Now, we've got corporate travel and Webjet, uh, the next two stocks. Uh, Peter wants a view on corporate travel and uh, Simon wants a view on Webjet. Uh, let's bunch them together, Francesco, don't you reckon? And Might as well. They're, yeah, they're yeah. impacted by the same sort of thing. COVID yeah, yeah. really impacted both of these businesses. Um, you know, so there's still a lot of uncertainty around with the travel businesses, um, although you know, the, the further away we go from sort of you know, COVID lockdowns, the, the more people are starting to travel. Um, I think um, pricing's become a bit of a, an issue um, over the last sort of three to six months with overseas travel. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm hearing some significant well, cost airline. increases. Yeah. Buy an airline ticket these yeah. days. Yeah. Blimey. Well, you know, I've I'm, I'm heard some stories of sort of, you know, people, you know, previously paying five grand business class now, it's 12 sort of yeah. thing, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's significant change in, in costs. Um, and even even economy class, you know, you're, you're looking at sort of go go to Europe. You might have paid fifteen hundred dollars return if you found the right ticket. Now you're looking at two to three grand. Yep. So that that's substantial and it impacts upon not just you know the airlines, but but companies like Webjet and corporate travel. Um, so so let's start with corporate travel. I reckon this is a good business. I think it um, um, from point of view of, of um, post COVID. I thought this should recover a lot quicker yeah. because business travellers would be forced to actually get out there and about. And, and obviously, if you're, if you're with a group um, with your corporate travel, you have to book through them. You can't book, you know, you book through the company. So, so I like the business. They've done very well in the past with acquisitions. Um, so they're much more global player now. Um, but, um, you know, our analyst has got a whole recommendation of 
mainly around the the the, the uncertainty uh, going into next year. And mm. if you want me to double into to Webjet, yeah, this is a business that personally I sort of get a bit confused about because. I mean, I use that, web- that. That's a totally different twelve-month chart. It is a totally for corporate 12- travel, isn't yeah. it? It's shooting the lights out the last two months, and and corporate travel, travel is just look at that. Yeah. Blimey. nothing. No, <laughs> not a bit. Um, which, which confuses me a little bit. Yes. Uh, but you know, that's not the first. Because time often I've, they're lumped we, together. Yeah, aren't they? There's flight centre on its and probably hello world on, on one end, and then. Corporate travel and webjet, not at the other end, but yeah. uh, hello, two hello stops world has, a, has a chunk of corporate travel. Yeah. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it confuses me a bit, and it's not the first time I've been confused in the market, so <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the last either. Um, but, um, you know, my, my take on this is, and I've used webjet, but not only just to do a price comparison, and everyone I've spoken to, and it's probably not a, a you know, big, big enough sample to sort of see that, but... A lot of people I speak to, they go, yeah, well, I wouldn't book through Webjet. I'll, I'll, I'll go there to look at pricing and then I'll move on and book it straight direct at the airline. So maybe people are actually becoming a bit more comfortable with this mm. way of, of booking and just going, right, I'm here. Yeah. I might as well book it and lock it in. And maybe because the prices are very, yeah, I don't know what I'd say, competitive, but less competitive at the moment. Yeah. They're trying to lock in when you know, when they're looking rather than, yeah. than, than waiting a day because the price will change pretty quickly. Yeah. So... Um, our guys have got a buy recommendation on it, but uh, I must sort of, you know, premise that by saying that was that buy recommendation was on the stock prior to that share price rise right. just recently. So I would be expecting a bit more of an update. Um, that rise has come about because of their upgrades yep. uh, on their guidance as well. So, you know, if you've got some upgrades on your guidance, uh, the market likes that. Whether you can actually deliver that guidance is another thing. Yeah. So it's a buy, yeah. A buy. Oh, look, oh, yeah but, but and a hold on corporate travel. And a hold on corporate travel. But but the buy recommendation was prior to that 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 share price rise. So right. I'd probably be a bit softer on that. Okay. Yeah. So the charts will actually look pretty similar if you do them in market cap rather than price because of all the shares that were issued in Webjet. So. Um, oh, it's, okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. we actually are. Even though, so February before February 2019, yep. um, Webjet was trading at thirteen dollars, yep. but in market cap terms, that is equivalent to six dollars twenty. So, right. it uh, so realistically, we're you know we're back at back at basically record highs. Um, as far as corporate travel goes, I think they they made a lot of really smart acquisitions over that period. Every every acquisition they made through that COVID period. Is, was forward, um, you know, um, accredited, yeah. and they retained ninety-seven percent of their customers. So, yeah. I re- I do quite like this one overall. Uh, the, it is been it has been a little bit slower um, to recover. I, I'd agree with Francesco's um, comments there. Uh, but basically, if they f- mm-hmm. if they fully recover uh, to where they to the uh, the volume. Pre-pandemic, the business, the earnings per share is thirty percent, thirty percent bigger, and I think it's a seventy-five percent larger business. So, wow. so they have made some extraordinarily smart acquisitions over that time because obviously there was a lot of distressed travel um, yep. out there. So, I I, I think it's mild, mildly speculative because we, you know you haven't seen the actual results of this yet. It's only you know that's basically. That's why, their why internal the numbers. Market's not, yeah. So, not which is probably reacting. why the market's a touch hesitant. But yeah. 
they've, they've, I think how smart they were, they've got no debt, and how smart they were during COVID, in, instead of panicking and they thought ahead and went, this will end at some stage, mm. let's pick up cheap assets. And um, I think, you know, you, your back management to probably execute to get it back there. So with Webjet, um, separately, you know, their business as well, they've got this Webbeds business, is, which was, I think, pre-pandemic was one of the fastest growing um, tech uh, platforms in the travel right. industry globally. It's starting to come back really, uh, really nicely. They made a couple of acquisitions as well. They chose to issue shares rather than, so Flight Centre, I think, issued a fair bit more debt. This is a good, good chart you can see where yeah. the pandemic fell off a cliff, but because of all the shares issued, yes. $6.22 gives a market cap back a, a up 13 bucks. Y- yes, yeah, when it When it dropped, right. Yeah, so that, that little yep. high, that little high there, just sort of February, March uh, yep. 2019, yep. it's around about the same equivalent. Okay. So You've got to uh, keep that in the back of your mind. Did um, Corporate Traveller have was, a big issue no, as well? It, not it, I, I, I mapped them both side by side and right. it, it was not the same. Okay. Yep. Um, so that, that, that turned out to be the smart move because yep. I think Flight Centre uh, sort of more issued debt yes. uh, and obviously oh, now interest oh. rates is probably biting them in the rear end on that one. Right. So, um, but, and also uh, I think the, both of these uh, two stocks, I mean Webjet was the number two most shorted stock on the exchange in May this year. Right. It's now out of the top 50, but Flight Centre still remains number two. So oh, no, wow. And I think, that, huh. I think that's actually correct because they, uh, they pulled the wrong rein. They should have potentially issued more capital. So, right. like, but you know, I mean, they are different businesses. But I think Web Webjets, we're, we, we've trimmed a little bit here because it is basically at that record, effectively that record high, um, and we've, we've got a reasonable result out of it. And but uh, we've still got a core holding in it, and we'll be we'll be pretty happy to buy it back. Uh, you know, buy so it back. So at these lower. levels, yeah, at yeah, these levels, we're just we're just taking a, taking a little bit of profit. Yeah, right. and um, and then with corporate travel, I. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm spec buy, but well, probably stronger than a spec. I'm happy to buy it realistically, right, okay. and right. I think I think I'll, I'll back management to be clever okay. enough to uh, to leverage off. So, are they your preferred travel stocks? What have we had recently? We had Auckland Airport last week, which impressed. Um, I'd regard that more as infrastructure, really. Yeah, yeah, no, it is an infrastructure. Transport buy. infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, those, those two obviously are, those two are pretty center, good. You're not big on flight center. No, I just I just prefer well, yeah. I just prefer the, these two a these little two, bit better. Yeah. I think okay. they did, I did they made better moves. Well, but Webjets is probably that was a bit of a shame for them because they were probably really about to you know go gangbusters with that with that business exploding a little bit. But they but, and they've they've made a couple of little acquisitions as well. When they they were much more online rather than bricks and mortar. Yes. So. I, yeah, those two, would, I'm, I'd be pretty happy. But like I said, it's it's very deceiving to look at the chart and go, well, it could go back to $13. Well, that's that's a, that's a long way yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. doubling their market cap effectively. Yeah. So they're, they're, it's really useful for those pandemic stocks that had big cap raises to survive. You most there's a few charting programs that will that will yeah, actually okay. allow you to, uh, to to chart in market cap. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good point. All right, uh, Francesco, Mike wants a view on BAPCorp, uh, travel of a different means here. They're in the automotive spare parts and accessories business in Australia and New Zealand. Um, Auto Pro, Auto Barn are two of its biggest brand names out there. Yeah, look, I like, I like this uh, auto parts side of the, uh, the industry because 
Um, there's been a shortage of new cars yep. uh, in Australia. Um, obviously, the obvious issues, supply chain, uh, COVID and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so um, more money needs to be spent on second-hand cars, uh, servicing and, and, and repairing and things like that. So I think a lot of these sort of automotive uh, parts and accessories businesses doing well. Um, so obviously, as mentioned on the parts, on the accessories, uh, a lot more people doing local um, um, holidays, so they're mm. upgrading their four-wheel drives yeah, and pimping their ride. Yeah, <laughs> that sort of stuff, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, so I like this space. Um, we have a buy recommendation on Babcorp, but I would prefer um, GED Holdings um, oh. for a couple of reasons. One, the main one is that if we look at a forward PE, Babcorp's on about seventeen times and. Um, GUD's uh, on about just under 10 times for oh, full okay. PE and a really good dividend yield. I think it's around oh. 5 to 6%. So, so Are you an ARB fan? Um, <laughs> I know what it is, but I... No, oh, yeah. not really. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I, I know what it is, but I, you know, I'm not into the into the sort of forward driving motor vehicle right. side yeah, of yeah. things. Yep. But, but looking at um, a GUD, you know, they've got businesses there with the, um, sell filters, uh, oil and fuel filters. They've got brake pads. They've got, so they've got um, uh, gaskets. So there's a lot of things there on the um, uh, service and repair side of things. And then they've got their um, um, four-wheel drive accessories and, and, yep. and that sort of stuff. So... So, and, and trailers as well. So, mm. so there's a whole range of things there that GED right. do well. Their earnings are very stable. Um, their share price came off a bit um, after the result this year, not because any other reason was that the, 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 the market wasn't happy with the guidance. Right. So um, it, it pulled it back. If you look at the history of the stock, it's traded fairly static. So you're looking at this for more for income, but I think there's a bit of growth there on that PE. Okay. But that being said, I think Babcor's fine as well. All right. Yeah, I like this one, actually. Uh, even despite COVID, um, it's earnings, earnings and net profit are really stable. Uh, five years in a row, revenues have been higher. Um, the profit margin dropped a little bit in COVID, but they still made net, uh, net profits. Uh, it's a bit of a roll-up model in a way. It's got um, servicing as well in there with Midas, but it's... Uh, as much as everyone says it's Autobahn, 80% of, um, of their business is non-discretionary tra- um, wholesale to trade um, to you know to other mechanics and things like that. So yeah. it's it, you know it's got a it's got a really good distribution network. And look, it's uh, freight cross freight costs are dropping a little bit. And yeah, I, I was actually in there on the weekend just by you know. Buying some stuff for the car and, and things, and, and, I, and I agree, the, we've had a shortage of new cars and then we're probably going to roll into when, we're the, when the new cars become more available again now. Um, mm. A situation where fuel prices are so high and your mortgage rates have gone up that probably you're going to skip a new car. Yep. So I, I think it does feed into that just sort of maintaining and looking after your existing, your existing vehicle. And, um, mm. and that, you know, to their wholesale being 80% of their business, I think it's about 10 to 20% um, roughly is the, is the retail part and keeping that presence. But there's a lot of stuff in there. It's, it's almost mm. um, a lot of the electrical stuff and things mm. like that as well. So roof racks and God knows whatever else. So um, it's, so I think it's, buy on it? yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I was surprised right. at the non-cyclical nature of their profits. Okay. So uh, yeah, and, right. and it's got a decent dividend yield as well. And I think it'll just continue to perform. Well, if you're in there on the weekend, you're obviously a bit of a rev head. Uh, I'm a bit outside my comfort zone. We're in Francesco was 
wheelie off gaskets and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> okay, all right, Do you oh, think I know what they are? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or useful? I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know how to top the uh, the wiper. Sort of flew it up. And I don't even think it. you do that these yeah, days, yeah. do you? I, take I was, it to the service. I, I was just buying sponges and carbons yeah, to, to make, to make the that. kids wash the car. Oh, yeah, okay, good idea. <laughs> You've got All to have right. pocket money somehow. Our fi- finals, Doc, uh, from Simon, Mark, event hospitality. Um, uh, event cinemas, of course, at uh, they own QT Hotel, Threadbow uh, Ski Village, uh, Ridges Hotels, Greater Union Cinemas. Uh, this is a classic reopening stock, isn't it? Absolutely. Has it, has it delivered? Uh, I, I think it has. Um, I, I quite like it. It's sort of doing it. They've got 150 bars, 1,500 con- uh, conferencing venues, 70 hotels, 140 cinemas, 2 billion in property. Um, and look, I think the cinemas where pre-pandemic revenue was about 450 million um, yeah. out of so that's a wild chart too, isn't yeah, it? it is. Yeah, all over the place. Well, there's a, there's a range there, isn't there? There's yeah, yeah. Looks, looks um, like a, a very healthy heartbeat. No, um, <laughs> but we and like we had a, you got to remember we had we had about four false starts at a reopening yep. as well. So yeah, the uh, look, I. I mean, the Threadbow things are, looks looks fairly good, you know, fairly good. However, like probably more focused. The pre-pandemic of the billion revenue they had, three fifty was from the hotels, four fifty was from cinemas, and then there was right. everything else. Right. So, uh, I, what I'd say is the the cinemas part realistically is really coming back. We're sort of starting to see. You've got uh, Avatar coming out, which was the highest grossing film of all time. You've got two Marvel movies coming yeah. out over Christmas as well. And, you know, they, they don't make money on the movie. They make money on the, on the popcorn and the soft yeah. drink. And the margins are, as if anyone's been to the movies, are quite extraordinary. So, yeah. look, I think getting people back to the cinemas over, over the Christmas holidays and things like that is, is where we're going to see a fairly dramatic improvement. Um, I think they handled the, the pandemic yeah. relatively well and... Um, you know, their PE, I think, is is a little bit high, probably, but I think forward PE drops by a good 30 or 40 percent into next okay. year. And so are you buying this or? Uh, yeah, I, look, I think it's worth I think it's worth a buy at the okay. moment. Again, whether you wait whether you wait till reporting season again and sort of see, obviously, retail sales numbers dropped a little bit today. Um, whether you want to wait, um, but look, it's I don't think it's going to make a, a massive amount of difference necessarily, and. Okay. Um, and I think they'll probably be the sort of thing that they'll like. They'll come out of the, the, the pandemic a better business, I, I uh-huh. believe. Francesca? Yeah, we have a buy on it. Um, I, I, the PE is a little bit high for me, but it um, doesn't scare me too much because, um, look, the, the, the government subsidies that were put out during COVID really helped businesses like this oh, and, yeah, and, and their recovery yeah. as you saw in their chart was a lot better than a lot of mm. other businesses. So, um, and, 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 you know, it, it, Serve that this sort of entertainment services the local audience, um, whether you're being Germany or New Zealand or Australia, um, it services the, lo- the local audience as opposed to overseas travel and things like that. So, um, look, we have buying it um, that clear um, trading range that we saw, like for short term traders, you know, if you buy that under $13 and, and, and it mm. pops back up over mm. to $14.50, there's 11% yeah. over a short period of time. That, that That's a pretty good return for a trader. Yeah. Um, for long-term investors, yeah, look, I don't mind it in portfolios. Um, be happier to be buying it sort of below thirteen fifty type thing, but um, mm. uh, and it, it potentially will get there if it range trades like that for, um, for a bit longer. But um, um, be interesting to see um, now that we're 
sort of post-COVID, how much more growth can come of it over yeah. the next reporting season. Like Mark said, you know, next results will give us a much clearer indication, obviously. Yeah. Um, but um, then you can make some assumptions from there. Well, let's have a buy on it, though. OK, yes. let, let's recap the uh, final five stocks. Uh, reject Shop, uh, a no from both yourself, from uh, both Francesco and Mark. Corporate Travel, a hold from uh, Ords, uh, a buy from, uh, from Macro and Mark. Uh, Webjet takes some profits from Mark, uh, a buy from Francesco. Uh, both have a buy on BAPCorp. Uh, Francesco probably prefers GUD against it though. Uh, and Event Hospitality, a buy from both as well. Mark Gardner from Macro, great to see you mate. Thank, Thank you. you. Enjoy the rest of the week. Francesco from uh, Ords, good to see you Pleasure, mate. good to see you as yeah. well. Uh, that's it for our show for today. If you've got any stocks that you want me to put to our expert panel, put them in a uh, email, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. A reminder, you can find all the stocks in the calls portfolio at osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. That's it for us for uh, today. Back same time tomorrow at midday Australian Eastern Daylight Time for another edition of The Call. See you then. More of Ausbiz after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.